he beat me to it because that's exactly what I was going to say is he's not joking. The lizard cowboy boots are coming out. I'll be wearing, you know, stuff. You can wear your nice tank top, which, by the way, I, I'm not even going to bother to try to follow up on what would constitute a nice. There, there are tank tops, which are fine, but yeah. they're all kind of the same. I don't know if there's a not necessarily. Nice no, not necessarily. It kind of just depends how how low it goes. Um, it also depends on uh, if it's wrinkled or not. There's a lot of things. <laughs> you're going like, to run the iron over that tank top yeah, before you want to look good. I want to look good. The dress tank top. A ton of cologne. Sense. Throwing on a ton of cologne tomorrow. <laughs> that'll make sure nobody yeah that'll that'll work that might be not be a bad plan at all you know i was thinking about your what are the ask Lee questions uh okay. and before i follow up on that apparently we have something that's come in uh over the phones we have a late ask Lee. are you ready for this sure let's go to la jolla and ryan ryan you are uh, on a belated edition of ask Lee. what's up Ryan? what's up guys hey thanks for taking the call a few minutes late this I thought this would translate a little bit better over the phone than via uh, Twitter. So my 15-year-old daughter has her first real boyfriend, and uh, I was looking for a little fatherly advice from both you and Slee to make sure that this kid knows I'm the alpha and I'm in charge. <laughs> Hashtag ask Slee. Later, fellas. Love you. That's fantastic. Thanks, Ryan. Right appreciate there. it. Go ahead, Al. You no, 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 Trav. This is this is your talking a father figure here. Let's and and you've we've already talked about all the alpha moves you make in an Uber and there's certain things you do at restaurants and on an airplane. Please, I, I want to kind of step aside here for a second. So I, I think one of these things, and I understand what you're going for here, but it's not it's not a physical match that you're going to try to go for, right? That's not the thing. That's not the game. The game is just let them know that you know what's going on. The game is, and in particular, silent treatment. That if he's working hard to get your approval or to get your engagement, what? No, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. What? Just complete disengagement to where, and then you ask him things, and if he's not paying attention, you jump him. You, you need There needs to be a little bit of mental warfare going on here. It's not a physical thing. It's not I'm bigger than you. It's not any of those things. It's my time is more important than yours. I'm smarter than you. I'm more experienced than you. And if I wanted to make something happen, I could make something happen. That's how you go about doing that. Right? I would do more of the uh, b- bills don't pay themselves, do they? <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't you know think I have a money tree either. out back that we just go out and harvest it at the end of every month and make sure that everybody has what they need? I will cut the internet tomorrow. <laughs> you know what? The, o- the only thing worse than cutting the internet for tomorrow for the kid would be for the parent. That, that's the problem that's with, with threats like that. It doesn't work. All right, I want to go back to something. Yeah. The idea, and I think this is it, and you're, you're the business guy, and you should start working on this, get it sponsored and all these okay. things. Mm-hmm. Not only do I want you to have a table of listeners at your mm-hmm. wedding, and maybe we could, we could dry run this with Funches because he's getting married soon. We could just have this be the Funches thing. Not only do I want you to have a table full of listeners there, I want you to have another game inside the game. Once we qualify the 10 people that are coming as guests, then we do another raffle inside the ten for somebody to deliver the best man speech. I think that that's something that should happen because I really want to hear this. And I've let's given look, a few let, b- best well, man let, speeches in my day. Let's do this. Let's definitely have Funches be like the blueprint, right? Let's work yes. with Funches first. He's Funches. The so I got to go first. I'm the guinea pig. He's the yeah, workshop. You, you figure it out. You figure it out with Funches. So let's uh, let's let's actually just start. Emily, start taking calls. Whoever wants to go to Funches' wedding, <laughs> throw out the phone number. Don't even throw out no. our number. Throw out Funches' number. Yeah, no, just give him this. Just give him Funches' cell. That's Funches. Fine. What's just your fiance's cell phone? Six two six five 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 one two three four. There you go. Good answer, Fudge. But I want to hear this speech. I want to hear. You know, when I first met Al, he was doing Lakers talk. 
And I just we just had an instant, uh, you know, an instant connection. And I, w- I would listen to him. And then when I see him do Laker halftime, I just knew that this was something special. And then all of a sudden, you know, he pops up at night doing the night show. And I'm thinking, you know, this Sliwa guy, he and I, we're good. We're good. And then all of a sudden it was Trav and Slee. And I knew that that was the end of it. That was when I knew that we were for- in this forever. I think that should be the best man speech for you from the listeners. one 800 777 <laughs> didn't give the when, phone number out. When Slee said he wasn't a big fan of D'Angelo Russell, I knew he understood basketball. <laughs> I just knew it. Right there. From that point on, I knew it. We had a connection. Who, hell, who is that? Oh, that's um, that's Paul from uh, Pico Rivera. He, he won the contest. He's here. He's, he's, he came tonight. Okay, I don't know if we've ever got a call from Paul from Pico Rivera. I, I, don't, I, know think, a, I, knew we I don't know if Pico that's a real Rivera. one or not, but that one sounds like a real one. Like that, I feel like I I've taken you. calls from Paul from Pico Rivera. <laughs> I guarantee you there's a Paul in Pico Rivera listening to us <laughs> right now. Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline, and, and let's do this. So, Matthew Stafford as MVP of the league. He's getting some run here. Um, This is Peter Schrager on Good Morning Football talking about Stafford maybe winning the MVP, which he makes a pretty good argument. Listen to some of this. Last year, if you recall, I said he was the dark horse of of the MVP race before the season started, to which Nate had a text exchange with Stafford who responded, tell Schrager I won't be no dark horse. That didn't come close to being true. Finally, this is the year. I feel like this is it. And If they are going to be what everyone is saying they're going to be, including me, I'm leading that charge, yeah, he's going to be in the MVP race because they're going to put up huge numbers with McVay's offense. He's got all those great receivers, that great offensive line, one of the best defenses in the league. And to go from a team that, you know, was, was good last year to being a great team this year, then going to Stafford, who was always good, but sometimes injured, sometimes just not getting wins when it mattered in December and January, I think this year it changes. So I would say, too, I won't be surprised. If the Rams are what I expect them to be, Matthew Stafford's going to be very, very in that MVP conversation come January and February. Look, I think that this is a key piece. I think this is the piece that probably takes them to a spot that they haven't been to in a few seasons. I think that they're going to be much better offensively. But even I, who's a Rams fan and a Matthew Stafford fan, feel like we got to pump the brakes on that. This just does not feel like a guy that at this point in his career, this deep in, all of a sudden goes on an MVP run. If he does, I mean, nothing would make me happier than to be wrong on that, but that just feels like a bridge way too far out. Is uh, I think if there's one thing that, look, it is what it is. We, we talked about earlier certain teams in L.A. you got expectations. Rams are one of those teams. Expectations are there. What's, you know, if you could point the finger at this, um, and, and Trav, you've kind of gone out of your way. Jared Goff was the problem, right? That was so. that was your problem. That's what yeah. that's what a lot of people have kind of staked their claim that that was the issue. In certain ways, Sean McVay, without saying it, but kind of saying it, and then having to come back and kind of clarifying certain things. It, this isn't the first time that this has happened. But what what keeps happening, I will tell you, from my perspective, is we just keep putting Stafford on a higher and higher peak. We haven't even started playing football yet. Yeah. And there's a lot of people out there are talking about how great he is in the 12 years in Detroit. Yeah, I know, I know. I know he hasn't won a playoff game yet, but, you know, the, the, the lines were so bad, and um, he got them to the playoffs three different times. I, I, The one thing I would just kind of pump the brakes on, too, is the last thing you need, and this is just going to be a part of the media, and this is just happens, and it's an L.A. market. The last thing you need is all the hype behind you, and you haven't even played a game yet. You haven't thrown a pass. I, I, you haven't even thrown a pass yet. And it's not like it's Matt Stafford coming out and saying, no. I'm the best 
uh, quarterback in the in the league, I should be ranked as uh, one of the MVP candidates. It's not like that's happening, but I feel like everything around the Rams, everything around Matt Stafford, Trav, they are they are running their mouth about how great and how perfect it is, and maybe it is just that. But we haven't even you know we haven't even got to uh, yeah. preseason yet. Let, let, let's let's see some training camp stuff. Let's see some mm-hmm. pregame stuff. Let, let, let's get into this because while I'm bullish on it, I'm not because here here's the other part of this. Their division is a nightmare. They're, they're, it's gonna it's gonna be very difficult to run out and put up, you know, because look, we, we know how this works, right? The MVP comes from the team, the quarterback typically from the team with the best record or damn near it. I, I don't know if the the Rams are going to be in there because look at what the division is. You've got a Seattle team that's always pretty good. Now maybe sure. they've regressed a little bit, but Russell Wilson, for my money, is still one of the scariest, most dangerous guys to play against. He is a difference maker. That makes me nervous. One of the toughest road games you have every single year, without uh, question, in, in the NFL, mm-hmm. without question. You got the Cardinals, who I would anticipate are, are better. You know, more time with Kyler Murray, more time with Cliff Kingsbury. It feels like they're improving every year. They've added some pieces and guys like JJ Watt. They've you know they got DeAndre Hopkins last year. They're going to be better, even though the Rams have had a great deal of success against them. And then they're the other ones. The San Francisco 49ers are kryptonite to the Rams. They can't beat them. They, they, they really have looked like a different team. And, and Mike or Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay, both young, both offensive guys, both have been to the Super Bowl early in their careers as head coaches, that these two guys feel like they're going to lock horns forever. And so far, the Niners have gotten the best of it. It's going to be really hard to be the MVP if you don't win your division, if you don't have one of the best records in football. I think that's working against them too. By the way, I think you got you probably hear – Tom Brady in the background. Eh, sounds good. Keep talking about it. I'm, I'm sure, you know. And, I'll tear yeah. my other MCL and go get I, another Super Bowl. By the way, what the <laughs> hell is that? Like, why am I reading that? Like, after all this, and I and I know um, it just kind of adds to the allure of Tom Brady. Yeah, just, what? MCL? Who needs it? Let's just go on <laughs> an entire playoff run with a brand new team and bring home another Super Bowl. But I, I thought this, and I don't know if we have the sound on this, and I could uh, I could read it off. Uh, Jalen Ramsey was on um, with Akib Talib on Catching the Fades podcast. Mm-hmm. So let, let me read something off that he said. And oh, Okay, actually, you know what? We have the sound. Let, let's, let's play that because I think Trav – it's one thing to hear people like outside people with the noise. It's another thing to hear Jalen Ramsey on the, uh, you know, obviously on the Rams talking about uh, Matt Stafford. I think so. It's it's a different vibe, you know. You, Is it? You, you you was there with uh, with JG and I and I rock mm-hmm. with JG and I think JG. Um, I love JG. That, yeah, and I and I think JG shown that he could be a winner. You know, what I mean, he he's been kind of like you said, every level he's been at in his life, he's been able to yes, be sir. a winner, like. It might not yes, mean sir. you the you the best or, or the most talented, that shit is but skill, you know, though, Jalen. Exactly, it's a skill. Exactly, but you know how to win, right? So, I you know I got a lot of respect for JG, but then you, br- but like you said, you bring they they felt that they needed to make a a change, especially Sean. You know how he feel about offense and his quarterback, so uh, he feel like this his guy. He went on Trav and just basically said that he's got this. He's got this kind of feel to him. He's got this swag about him. This kind of everybody just calm down. I got this. Do you know who I am? And I like hearing that from Jalen Ramsey. Like I, 
I like hearing something like that from another player. It's easy for us to kind of give our opinion, our thought process, and everything else. And they were not disrespectful to Jared Goff. They were actually complimenting what Jared Goff brought to the table. But he made it sound like, at the end of the day, this is next level. That That's how I took his quote, and I took that clip. Yeah, you can tell that he's feeling good about it. And like you said, that they're respectful to JG, as they call him, Jared Goff, mm-hmm. right? Um what they said was, I rock with him, right? And I love JG. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what neither one of them said? Boy, was he good. <laughs> they like mm-hmm. him. I get it. Jared, Jared Goff's a likable guy. He seems like he'd be a fun guy to go, you know, go to dinner with, have a beer with, go play around of golf with. He seems like a good hang. But no one is – everybody that's talking about this, his departure, it's not, you know what, we didn't get better at that position. Without exception, everybody understands that they got a lot better because Matt Stafford is better than Jared Goff as a quarterback. He will throw fewer interceptions. He will fumble fewer times. He will make more plays with his legs. Even though he's been around for a, a, a little bit, he's an athlete. He can move. He's tough. He, he, mm-hmm. and, and Jared Goff, I will say this, was a, was a tough guy. Jared Goff never once was wimping out in big moments. He was a, he was a tough guy. But Matthew Stafford is too. And you just you've upgraded in every possible way, and we need to stop saying, "Oh, you know, not no disrespect to Jared Goff." No, some disrespect, some disrespect to Jared Goff, because part of the reason that the Rams didn't win more games during the regular season was because he didn't play well. And if your quarterback is the reason you're not winning, then you're not really going anywhere very far. I'm going to give you one more example, and I know we have not sat here with Matthew Stafford, and you, you can't say, "Remember that time he made it to the NFC Championship?" Maybe that time <laughs> no. he made it to the Super Bowl. Okay, you can't say that. But you know how we make references to the Lakers, or you were just talking about with the Dodgers, you don't want to see a younger player come in. It's a win time moment. One of the things that Ramsey kept saying is he's got that chip on his shoulder. He's been in the league for a long time. He has not got an opportunity like this. So I think it's a combination of somebody that's been in the league for a long time, understands what's in front of him, um, is a veteran, and that chip on your shoulder because people are always going to say, like myself, well, what'd you really do in Detroit? You only, you know, you, you never, you never took them to an NFC Championship, something along those lines. Not to say that, you know, that's the worst franchise to give an example to. You'll have that opportunity with the Rams. Yeah, I was going to say my response to that would be, who, what's anybody ever done with Detroit? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it ain't me. It's it's them. That the, the thing's been there for seventy five years, and they've been bad seventy four times. That that's not my fault. That's the Lions' fault. There's some loser DNA there. All right. This is good news. Emily has now seen Coming to America. She's going to tell us what else she learned She's in this three week's weeks. L-A- three weeks into Los Angeles. One. She's a native. She knows all this stuff. That's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. There you go. You know what that music means. I love L.A., Slee, you love L.A., Funches loves L.A. We're working hard on Emily to make sure that she loves L.A., and we do this every single Friday. We kind of take the week, we go back, we, we ask her, you know, what did you learn this week in Los Angeles? So, Emily, what was the, uh, the week in L.A.? Like, this is week three for you as an L.A. person. Yes, week three in L.A., 
update. Car's still not here. <laughs> well, uh, coming you. next week. So uh, it uh-huh. is on the books. It will be here next week. I'll, sh- I'll, I'll share a picture on Twitter when it comes out. <laughs> um, so first thing I learned this week was my, I went on a hike over the weekend. Where? And Los Leones? Is that what it's called? L-I-O-N-E-S. It's near Santa Monica. Oh, nice. And what I learned is I am huffing and puffing up this mountain, and there are people (laughs) running past me. I'm just like, how are there people that have the energy, one, in this heat to do that, and two, with all this dust? I'm choking on dust most of the time. Emily, listen, I could could speak to this, because when I go for walks, I have other people walking faster than me with a stroller, two dogs, and three children, so I know what you're talking about. It's the same thing. Same struggles. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I'm and I'm again just you know I, I'm out of shape. I haven't been to the gym since I've been here, and I'm just huffing and puffing up this hill, and I uh, just couldn't couldn't uh, get there as fast as my friend who I was, I was hiking with. Will you go back? That's the big question. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I definitely want to get better. Have I, you I done loved, to win? loved I loved the view. It was great. It was very different than other hikes I've done to have yeah. like the ocean right there mm-hmm. and be on a mountain. Just something I've never experienced, which is. Really I'm going to give awesome. you some advice here. Uh, great hike. Uh, Travis does it. I don't know how many times Travis does it a week, but. Travis always does Runyon. Um, never wears a shirt. Runyon's Forget the whole shirt nice. thing. I'm not okay. going to lie. I'm um, not going to lie. Shirtless, does Runyon, kind of makes a lot of different noises when he's going up the hill and all that stuff. A lot, ton you, you of attention part towards out. him. You left the part out. Every yep. 100 meters, I stop and do 50 push-ups, and then I keep going, mm-hmm. and both on the up and the down. All right. So Runyon's a little bit of an experience. That's like a – that's kind of a – what, what would you? how would you describe it, Trap? It's kind of like a who's who's. That yeah, what? it's it's the spot that people that want to be seen go right it's yeah. the spot that you go to if you want to take the picture it's the a lot spot of beautiful you people there a lot of beautiful people it's 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 but it's something See, when you i go experience. hiking i don't want to be seen i it look is. i look gross i'm all sweaty i'm all blotchy i would rather just go to see the view travis and i used to do a broadcast from there when it was still the evening show uh 7 to 9 p.m we used to do our some of our shows there do you still have ants in your house uh so the ant problem is under control, right. it is. Uh, it, I have gotten it out of the room, and I, I um, you know, one cardinal sin. I do occasionally eat snacks in my room, and so I eliminated all of that. Eliminated okay. all my like drinks in my room and everything like that. So, you know, ants are under control. But the thing is, I've had ants before, just like, you know, more of a reason. I don't know. I felt like it, these ants kind of came out of nowhere, and they were everywhere. Like snacks. I've never had ants in my bathroom. Listen, listen, snacks, crumbs, bedroom. You're practically open the door. Just invite them in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just drop it, some sugar on the floor and you're good to go. In a little trail of water. I'm also, you know, perfect. I'm, I'm in the first uh, room by the front door too, so it's like access to the the garden outside and everything. Yeah, yeah it's a lot of stuff. Um, All right, so the big thing coming yes. to America. You, we talked about this yesterday when yep. you didn't know who Arsenio Hall was, who was filling in for Jimmy Kimmel, and both Slee and I are like, okay, that means you haven't seen coming to America. You said you were going to rectify this. Your review is what? Okay. What'd you think? So. Uh, honestly, I had low expectations. I was thinking I probably wasn't going to like it, but I'm like, okay, I'll listen to what these everyone has to say. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. I think that I thought the funniest parts were like not the romance, like everything else, but like him actually going after uh, the McD- the McDowell girl. Everything else was funny. <laughs> I was like McDowell girl. Okay, cool. You got to have romance in the movie, but like my favorite part was the montage of dates at that one bar in Queens. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> and good. then Arsenio like essentially in drag like being him like i i, I loved all of that i thought that was all really funny his mama um, named clee 
accordingly. That's so my Emily, scene. Emily, that's here, my here, scene. The barber here's, shop. Only here's the deal. We are. If if we give you, hey, you got to go see this movie. You won't be disappointed. Like we will not. We'll make sure it's a classic. Like okay. coming to America, that one's kind of a no-brainer. Like, especially. Mm-hmm. Especially if we both agree, right? Because you and I, our taste in movies are similar, but not sure. exactly the same. So if yep. we're both on the same spot, I think that's... If, uh, if the majority of people in the world agree, it's probably a good movie. I also loved like the low-key like cameos, or maybe these oh, yeah. people weren't as famous at the time, but like Samuel L. Jackson, Cuba Gooden Jr. was in the barbershop. Like, I was like, what? He was the only there for like... <laughs> Cuba Gooding Jr.'s in the barbershop? He yeah, is. he was getting a haircut. That you, was him? That was Cuba Gooding Jr., oh my yes, gosh. with the jerry curl that. and everything. That was Cuba Gooding any, Jr. He doesn't even oh. have any lines. It's just Cuba Gooding Jr. sitting He's in the chair. He's just smiling the whole oh, time. He won Best Actor. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would have been better than, well, anyway. All right, <laughs> we can come back to that. What do you, what do you have planned for this week? Obviously, you're going to see an LAFC game coming up tomorrow night. We'll be yes. there with us. So I um, am going yeah. to Malibu tonight after the show, after I get off work today. You so I'm going to go to, nice. go to Malibu. I'm going to go to, shoot. She's I, doing Nobu and Mastro's. She's doing both. <laughs> with the Kardashians. You know how, Trav, you know how you were trying to brag yesterday that you do a sandwich and a burrito? She does Mastro's. And Nobu. I'll do sushi and steak. Nothing would impress me more than that. That double dip is the ultimate double dip. Okay. I don't really know what you guys are talking about with those (laughs) two places. But yeah, sure. We are Uh, trying to help you. And then uh, I'm going to a Dodgers game on Tuesday. So I'm going to go to a Dodgers game for the first time. Dodgers Giants on Tuesday with my friend Shannon, who is also new to LA. Yeah, that that that'll be really fun because that not only is Dodger Stadium awesome, not only have they done a great job renovating it, but you'll get to see a Dodger Giant game right out of the shoot. That's a that is a good introduction to uh, Dodger Stadium. Nice job, Emily. Don't wear a Giants hat. That's all I can tell you. All right, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. All right, so um, we have the soccer match tomorrow night in yep. the suite. But tonight, Al, I think you should go see Space Jam 2. I know that this is this movie was made specifically for you. This yep. is the movie that you've been waiting a very long time to see, and clearly Space Jam 2 is going to be one of the great films of all time. <laughs> I can't even I okay. can't even finish the sentence. Let's, let's be real here. Am I missing something on this? Oh, boy. Am I missing something? Because I have zero interest. I mean, there's not been a time, even when they kind of started pre-promoting it, or even when you knew that LeBron is going to be, you know, the face of Space Jam 2 and all that. I don't know about you guys, but, and Funch, jump in on this one. I have, okay, I'm not even going to say I have zero interest. Like, I'm not going to see the movie. Like, I'm just not going to see the movie. <laughs> Can I try so to I, sell you I don't on? know how to describe it. Like, I'm trying to think that they should put, you know, like they have different movie posters, like for different parts of town and whatnot. Yeah, and they'll have get them on the buses, you get them on right. the billboards, yep. I think I saw one go by the other day that said, mm-hmm. what else are you going to do? Space Jam 2. I think that's on the top of the poster. I think I saw another one that go that went by that said, no, Nothing seriously. planned this weekend? Space Jam 2. <laughs> no, seriously, we made another one. Space Jam 2. I think that was one of the solutions that they were doing. No plot. Bring the kids. Space Jam 2. I think these are all things that uh, they're going to be throwing out there. It's the Sacramento Kings of movies. It's kind of like basketball. Okay, Space Jam 2. I got a question. Is it going to kill it in the box office? Will it do really well? I mean, Fast and Furious did. I was going to say, I was about it. I was making fun of Fast and Furious like, uh, really, another one? But I think I've been doing that for the last six 
Fast and Furious that they've done, and they're only making more and more money. They're only stacking uh, cash in their bank account. So, is Space Jam two? Do you think it will? You think it will do well? If is you it think supposed to do well? Are terrible. You're right. Space Jam two. <laughs> of course. Look, they've been running these trailers nonstop. It just no, no. The, the Looney Looney Tunes were kind of past their prime during Space Jam. Mm-hmm. Like my I, my my kids don't know who Daffy Duck is. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they I, I barely know who Porky Pig and Bugs Bunny is. I mean, it's just it's I don't know what I don't know what this is trying to hit. I don't know where this goes. Is it worse than the original? Yes, Space Jam Two. <laughs> I think all of these things should be on a poster. If you thought MJ was bad, Space Jam Two. Funch, will you see Space Jam Two? I will see Space Jam Two. I mean, I'm, I'm going to yeah. be stuck on a plane tomorrow, so I, oh, yeah, I mean, for a couple right. hours. So mm-hmm. I'm going to whip out my phone and watch it on HBO Max. There's another ad right there. Do you whip it out of my phone. <laughs> you have nothing to do for six hours. Space Jam Two. You haven't been to the movies in over a year. Space Jam Two. I think all of these things should be printed on buses, on billboards. Okay, Funch, do, do us a favor. Uh, let us know how it goes. Cause when we I, call I, you in, what a movie review? Trav, even if he, even if Funch just came back and said, guys, this was really good. Like, I didn't think it was going to be good. It was really good. I still don't think I'm going to go watch it. No, I'm, I, no. There, there's, no. It's as good as a Godfather. <laughs> there's nothing about this that I want to see. De Niro, Pacino, LeBron. No. Yeah, no, thank you. Pepe Le Pew, Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Porky Pig. I'm, I'm, I'm. No, I, I don't need to see it. And the monsters. If they bring somebody, maybe who else was in the original? I know that it was like Sean Bradley was in it. Uh, Larry Bird, Larry uh, Bird. Charles Barkley, Patrick yeah. Ewing. But this one has, you know, we have AD, we have Dame Lillard, Clay's we in have it too, right? Candace Parker, I believe, in it. No, that's Tarasi. Tarasi. Yeah, Tarasi's in it. Neko Gumake. Yeah, I just I, I got no. It doesn't loop me in. It doesn't. It doesn't bring me in. I no. think I was much more passionate about Trey Young making the Olympic team than I'll ever be about going to see Space Jam Two. All right. So Damian Lillard's name keeps popping up all over the place, but yep. we need to make sure that there are a couple of places that he doesn't end up. It's not going to be here, but it doesn't. It does matter where he goes. That's next. It's Travis and Slee, seven ten ESPN. All right. Is your uh, vehicle due for a service? Head into your neighborhood Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive-through oil change. For over 30 years, Valvoline has provided quick and convenient automotive maintenance services for busy people just like you. No dragging the kids to a dirty waiting room. At Valvoline, you stay in your car, you stay safe, while the expert technicians make sure your ride is in peak performance. Oil changes, tire rotations, transmission care more. Just pull up, drive in, and drive out in about 15 minutes. I can tell you firsthand, very convenient um, you go to uh, SoCalOilChange.com. Just put in your zip code. You'll have all these different locations that come up. The closest one to me is out in Hollywood, two locations out there. Uh, did this maybe about two months ago or so. Um, when they say you just pull up, uh, you'll have a technician come out. He'll kind of assess your entire car. Uh, you'll work with him on trying to figure out what's most important, and uh, they'll get the job done for you. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You're ready for just a, a night full of selfies, right? That's How it. many? Uh, looking what, forward to it for weeks. What's like an uncomfortable amount of selfies taking with somebody else when they keep pushing, hey, let's take another one? No such thing. Let's do Let's do 50, 100. Let's just keep it rolling. I, I, I'll i do as many as you want. Let's go. If, Let me do it. We'll do the ultimate dad selfie together. If we'll, we did two together, Morales and I, Morales like came up, we already did one. And then he came up and was like, hey, let's take another one. But Chris, we just took one. Like, why Why would we do another one? Which means we're probably going to take nine. <laughs> well, I was going to say, the second, the second you let on that you don't want to do another one, that means you're getting ten more. And if you make, don't want to do the ten, you're getting a hundred. <laughs> That's the way that it works. So I can't wait. I want to do nothing but sel- selfies and break down what's happening on the field. I, I want to be educated. I want on the I need, pitch. On the I need pitch. some people. That's right. The pitch. Yeah. I need. I need. They're going to wear their kits on the pitch. That's what happens in soccer. Not their uniforms on the field. They wear the kits on the pitch. That's how it goes. And I want somebody to explain to me what's going on. I. I, I mean, I you know, I know what's the going rules. On. You have an idea. No, no. I. I no. I don't. I don't have an idea. I know the rules, but I don't understand any of the strategy, any of the strategic stuff that's going on. I'm hoping. If somebody kind of enlightens me on some of this, then maybe I'll, I'll, I'll become a, a, a soccer guy. I'm, I'm hoping that I get educated in this. Travis and Sleeves brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Damian Lillard has been rumored to be going 100 different places 100 different times, right? Yep. That the, the, the run in Portland feels like it, it is what it is. It's never mm-hmm. going to really change in Portland. He's one of the best players in the league, and he's kind of stuck there. So where he goes, the, the, he's not coming to the Lakers. There's just no real way to make that actually happen. But where he does go, Al, I think is important because the last thing you want to do is have him go somewhere where all of a sudden the Lakers have to go through him in another place. I love him in Portland because you don't have to sweat him all that much, or at least you don't have to sweat the Blazers all that much. Well, let me kind of go a step further here because there, the reports Chris Haynes put out um, a tweet saying that after today's Team USA practice – um, Damian Lillard will address some reports that are out there. Okay, so mm-hmm. we'll wait and see what happens. This I think is later today, twelve thirty. I want to say is when their practice ends or something along those lines. So with that being said, Trav, um, you know, you could just imagine what happens on Twitter once you know any of that kind of starts. You just put a little bit of a fire out there, and then it goes uh, it goes from there. Um, I don't want to see him, obviously. You don't want to see him end up. This is the same thing that happened with James Harden. Remember when James Harden started that conversation? Okay, he's going to leave Houston. Now contracts were a lot different. But once you started hearing that he was going to leave, I don't know about you, but my initial thought process was, okay, well, where is he going to end up going? Because when James Harden was in Houston, you know what that was? Mm. That was a first-round exit, second (laughs) round at best. When Damian Lillard was with the Portland Trailblazers, still is with him, that's a first-round exit, second-round exit at best. It's when that player ends up with a team like Brooklyn that all of a sudden the conversation says, you know, you start the conversation, you start with this whole, well, the Lakers might not be good enough to beat Brooklyn as is because James Harden just relocated, went from Houston to the Brooklyn Nets. That's what makes the Damian Lillard thing interesting because, and it's not apples to apples. Dame's got four years on his contract. I mean, if the Portland Trailblazers don't want to trade him, they don't have to. But if he does go somewhere, is he going to end up with a powerhouse in the Western Conference? Or is he going to end up on a team in the Western Conference that makes them a powerhouse or vice versa, something in, you know, let's say the Eastern Conference, something along those lines? I'm with you. I'm a fan of Damian with Portland because they're not a threat and they frankly will never be a threat. No, not not as they're currently constructed right now. And, And look, 
you see where all of a sudden just a piece changes things, right? Where Chris Paul goes to Phoenix, and all of a sudden they go from a team that hadn't made the playoffs in a decade to a team that's two wins away from – and it's not just because Chris Paul is a good player, which he is. It's because kind of a calming influence to that. And you wonder if there couldn't be something similar. And and I'm I'm struggling to come up with the place, but – He's such a good player. You drop him in the right place, and all of a sudden, there's one more shark in that tank that you mm-hmm. have to take out. I, I need we, the, the West is already loaded. You need fewer obstacles in this because when we go through it, right? What do we talk about? We talk about Utah. They're going to be really good again. Donovan Mitchell's getting better. Rudy Gobert's a high level. Mike Conley, the whole, the whole thing. You go to Denver. There you have the reigning MVP. They're going to get Jamal Murray back. Then Michael Porter Jr. gets better. They're a good team. The Clippers just went to the Western Conference Finals for the first time. The Suns are in the finals. The Warriors are going to get Clay back. Luka. Doncic has a new coach. All, okay, that, that's six. We haven't even talked about Portland. We haven't even talked about the Lakers. You're talking about you're going to have a really – Memphis is, is a pretty good scrappy sure. team that's in these mm-hmm. things. You're talking about all of these teams. I don't want to have to go through all of them. I want to have to go through one or two, and right now it is loaded, and that's not even counting Portland. Well, let me, let me go to this. It's not I, – I know what you're saying, and I know the direct tie because of the Western Conference. But, Trav, you can have a move – the, the move from James Harden to Brooklyn, I know it's in the East. You you can't just stand pat, right? Like the rest of the NBA then decided, I get it. Hey, you just got to get to the NBA Finals, and then, you know, if you get there, we'll see what happens. If Brooklyn's healthy and Lakers are healthy, Brooklyn's a problem. So as much as you don't want to worry about – it's not Dame just going to a Western Conference team. I know that affects the Lakers more just because it's in the West. But even if he ends up on that Eastern Conference team, even if I'm, – I'm going to just throw out uh, – this is maybe a bad example, but let me just kind of throw out a team. Let's say Philadelphia found a way to make a move for Dame, and it was Ben Simmons and draft picks. And the, I'm just, you know, using an example of another team that's looking to. We've we've seen reports that they're looking to move Ben Simmons, right? Uh-huh. Well, now all of a sudden you got Dame Lillard, and you have Joel Embiid, and you have you know a couple other pieces. Philly's an attractive location. That, that could be a problem for the Lakers, too. It's just, I guess it ultimately will come down to, is Damian Lillard going to end up on a team, whether it's on the West or the East, if he does get traded, that, like you said, adds another wrinkle to where the Lakers are and another challenge? It's an interesting question, right? Would you rather be a Damian Lillard and have the career of, let's say, like a Tony Gwynn, right, where you mm. were the best player in the history of the organization, you were pretty good most of the time. You, you know, the, the, the Blazers are almost never bad, but they're also really never a threat to go win the whole thing. Tony yeah. Gwynn did get to a couple of World Series, but they were, they were out quickly, and in the 20 years he played, Padres were just kind of okay most of yep. the time. Yep. Or would you rather be a guy that kind of bounces around a little bit, a guy like Kevin Durant, who we all know is a great player, but doesn't really belong to anybody, a guy like Alex Rodriguez, who's won the World Series, but doesn't really belong to anybody. It's kind of Mike Trout's in the similar situation. Mike, Mike yep. Trout's the best yep. Angel player ever already. But it doesn't feel like they're getting and he hasn't played a meaningful game. Yeah, right. which would you yeah. prefer to be Damian Lillard or to be a guy that has a couple of titles, but you kind of played all over the place, even though you're really, really good? You know what might be a good comp for Damian Lillard? KG was so loyal. Kevin Garnett was so loyal to the Minnesota Timberwolves, right? Mm-hmm. And he was there for as long as he could be there. Um, we all knew he was one of you know the best players in the NBA every single year. I remember him doing an interview. Do you remember this? Who did he do the interview with? Did he do it with Kevin McHale? And he had to stop in the middle of the interview because he was so emotional about not want, like disappointing Minnesota and not being able to you know get them what he was striving to do. And then eventually he went on, played for the Boston Celtics, and got his championship. 
doesn't feel like Dame could potentially have a career like that where he was so loyal to the team, did everything he can, but at the end of the day, the organization disappointed Dame. You know, listen, I don't blame anything on Damian Lillard. When people say, well, Dame's got to do better and he's got to do that, the guy's only going to be able to do so much. Damian Lillard did what he can for the Portland Trailblazers. If that's it, that table turn for Portland and he goes on to win somewhere else, I think the KG thing could be maybe a better comp there. All right, they're filling holes on Team USA, and they're doing it all wrong. Slee and I are going to fix it. We're going to draft our USA Olympic team. That's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. It's the last day, guys. I'm surprised you had, you had time to watch, uh, to watch Coming to America in, during Shark Week. I, I, I had to make time. I had to make time for the show. So we got we got a bunch of bunch of shark stuff going on. Today's the last day, my last shark fact. So it's with my favorite version of shark things, Shark okay. Tank. Mm-hmm. I love the show Shark Tank. I'm addicted to it sometimes over the holidays. So one fact about Shark Tank is it actually started in Japan. It was not an American made idea. And then also, often entrepreneurs will get an offer from Shark Tank and then shop it elsewhere. And then they can use the, that in their negotiation. Oh, I already got a, I already got an offer from uh, Mark Cuban. So, like, what like can you that. guys give you? Give me. I like that. And well, another thing they do. A lot of these uh, who are trying to get on, they didn't even care if they got a deal from any of the uh, any of the panel. They just wanted to promote their product. Exactly. And one last thing, the most popular. Uh, item from uh, a Shark Tank is the Scrub Daddy. Do, have either of you guys ever used the Scrub Daddy? I don't know what that is. No, I don't it know is, what it is. It is a cleaning product that's actually amazing, and it is it sells out everywhere it goes. It's it's amazing. It's like a sponge, but it has a little face on it, and it just works better than any other sponge I've ever used. So that's my last shark fact. Love Shark you, Tank Emily. and love Shark Week. <laughs> Thank you, Emily. Does it go through the weekend? I mean, are we doing, can I can I catch the last couple of days? Is that something that's uh, available? Bring one to tomorrow. Me? Bring one tomorrow. At, uh, okay, LAFC. I'll do a special uh, extra yeah. Shark Week fact yeah. at LAFC. All right, so they filled the uh, Team USA roster. They've added JaVale McGee, and they've added Kelvin Johnson. Sure, sure. Right, who... I mean, no brainers. No brainers. <laughs> <laughs> Kelvin Johnson, for those of you that don't know, and yes, that means everybody, is on the San Antonio Spurs and was on part of like the for for better or for worse we call it the taxi squad mm-hmm. and he's going to fill in those are the two guys that are filling in for Love and Bradley Beal we yep. need to do this like, these are yeah just don't put superstars on there just yeah, get away from Trae especially one that? that's going out of his way to tell you he wants to be a part of the uh, the USA Olympics yeah go ahead and just avoid Trey Young <laughs> all right so let's pick our own teams out Let, let's the the US has had an absolute embarrassment of riches when it comes to great basketball players that have participated in the Olympics. So let's kind of put together our all-time team. Would you like the first pick in the draft? So it's either I get the first or the next two? You get number one and four, or you get two and three? I'll go two and three. All right, you want me to go first? Yeah. 
All right. Well, then this is easy. I, I'm going to take the easy, easy, easiest pick of all time. Okay. Multiple-time Olympian, both as Harrison a collegiate Barnes. player and as a pro. I will take Michael Jordan with my number one pick. Okay, that's your number one. Um, let me get a couple positions just kind of off the board here real quick. Let's go LBJ and let's go Kobe. Let's get, grab those two real quick, and why don't you go with your uh, your next pick? Yeah, those are pretty good. I mean, if you got to go through LBJ and Kobe, then I guess, I mean, that, that's On the that's same right. team. You know LeBron's just going to be looking for Kobe, okay? Not bad, not bad. Um, I'm going to get – let me see. I was – I'm going to go big. I'm going to go a big guy because you know that sometimes you're going to run into those teams. They're going to clog it up in the middle. They're going to have a big guy, so I need to have a big guy. I'm going to take Shaq. I'm going to put Shaq alongside Michael Jordan, and I think i got a pretty good fighting chance to beat just about anybody that I play because okay. if you want to play outside, we can do that. You want to go to the hoop, we can do that. And if I just need a bucket, I can throw it down to the big man, and he's going to tear the backboard off its hinges. Okay, so right now I'm so looking do, at – Do I get to pick again? Is that, what, is that how it works? Because yeah, you can do that. Back yeah, you, you go two, and then I'll go two again. All right, I need a point guard, right? Uh-huh. And I need somebody to kind of run the show, yep. and I'll just, I don't know, I'll just take the greatest point guard of all time. How does that sound? I'll take Magic <laughs> Johnson. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just take that guy. So I have Magic, Michael, and Shaq. Yep. I, I'm, I love, I'm, I'm liking my team. I love the way you're running your mouth, too. Ah, just go with this guy. What do you think of that one? What do you think of that one? I mean, I, um, I don't know about you, Al, but I think, in my opinion, Magic uh-huh. Johnson's good at basketball. I just That's kind of something that I believe to be true. All right. Well, I don't then I go with I'm going to go with uh let's get a little mm, Let's get a little Tim Duncan and KD action going. Those are my next two. So, I've got LeBron, Kobe, you're big. Kevin Durant, you're big. And Tim Duncan. Yeah. You you're you, so Tim Duncan was going to be my last guy. I wanted yeah. to try to sneak Tim Duncan yeah, in. Yeah, but, but I but, but I took him. him. That's yeah, the thing. That's yeah, I already bad. took him. Uh-huh. You know what I need? I need somebody that's comfortable just being on the team that yep. doesn't have to wear that. Look, Michael's going to take my shots. Magic's yep. going to run the show. Shaq's mm-hmm. going to do work inside. But I need a guy that if you just need somebody to kind of to do just about anything, you need a little rebounding, fine. You need a little mm-hmm. scoring, fine. You need just mm-hmm. some. You need somebody in the locker room to just kind of fill it out, be a good yep. guy. This is guy's mm-hmm. universally liked by everybody. I'm taking. And, and by the way, maybe his greatest achievements as a player have come in the Olympics. I'm going to take Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony Carmelo has Anthony. been a fantastic Olympian. Mm. Not just a good one, yeah. a fantastic Olympian. You know what we call the last 30 seconds of radio? Overselling. That's what we call the last 30 <laughs> seconds. Because you were trying to sell Carmelo like you were picking Larry Bird, which is what you should have picked was Larry Bird. I got Even you though eating. I'm not going Larry Bird, I'm going to go David Robinson. That rounds up my well, team. First of all, There's my five pick. right there. It's not your pick. So now I can take any of the guys off of your list. Actually, you can't like. because it's five against five. That was your. Right. You already have five. No. See, I got one. And then you went one two, and then I went one two, and then you went one two, which means I get two in a row, and you jump the gun after I said mellow. So now I can take any of your guys. Okay, wait. Can I just? Can I? Can we re- recap this? Because either that was the biggest fail of running my mouth in the history of fails. Yeah, ding. But wait. Let me. Let me. Let me go through your team real quick. Tell, uh-huh. tell me your. Tell me your team that you've already picked. Jordan, Shaq, Magic, and Carmelo. You didn't pick and, anybody. Yeah, that was it. I, no, okay, I go got, ahead. I got one more to <clears throat> Who's go. your fifth? I need, I need somebody to shoot. You're still not going to take the guy that I took, so it doesn't matter. No, I'm not going to take any of your guys because I have a yeah. better guy. You already I, have a center. I have a center, and I yep. don't need that. I need somebody that's going to knock down threes, and I'm going to take one of the greatest three-point shooters of all time. I'm going to put Clay Thompson on my team. I want Clay Thompson as the guy that's going to knock down shots for me, so I'm going to take Clay as my number five. 
uh, as I said, David Robinson. Nobody's going to be taking that. So we'll we'll keep. You, you do uh, we'll realize you can't Robinson. play five centers at once, right? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> Who's going to beat got that team? Duncan, KD, and now you've got David Robinson K- together. Let me tell you something. KD's playing the three. Okay. Um, LeBron is going, or Tim Duncan's playing the four. Uh-huh. David Robinson's playing the five. Uh-huh. Kobe's the two, and LeBron is your Magic Johnson. It's the same comp. He's running point. We'll see. We're going to put these up, and I, I have a feeling that my team is going to steamroll yours because I actually have five guys in five positions. You've got four guys that are in the same position that you're going to spread around on the field. My man, my yeah. man. LeBron's yeah. playing the one. Yeah. KD's playing the three. Kobe's uh, playing the two. Forward, Tim Duncan's playing forward, the four. David Robinson's forward. playing the five. You power have Carmelo forward. Anthony on your team. Yeah, he's one of the greatest American Olympians of all time. It's, 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 it's pretty easy. All right, so now you got to pick a coach. Who do you want to coach your team? It's got to be somebody that's, you know, coach the t- There are basically two picks here. Well, yep. maybe three, maybe three, but there are there are there are two guys that you could go here and because I had the two, you get the first pick on the coach. Um, I'm going to go I'm going to have a little bit of trouble with this one, and I think part of my frustration with going with uh, part of my frustration with going with Pop right now is that he will not put. Um, he's he refusing to Kobe put Trey Young. Team. He just kicked Kobe off your team, and he replaced him with Kelvin um, Johnson. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go with. I'll go with Chuck Daly. Let me throw uh, Chuck Daly good, on there. Good choice. Yeah, that, that that he handled that that situation about his program. I'm not going to take Pop either. By the way. That Daly was the other one that you could, you could maybe remember Bobby Knight back in 1984. Of course, he's a yep. lunatic. I'm going to go with Coach K. You know what I mean? I'm just going to take Coach K. Coach K seemed to have a really good grasp of the NBA players. I think he's very well respected. So I'll, I'll take Coach K. And I, I feel like if my team played your team 10 times, I'm winning like seven of them. Feeling pretty good about it. Why doesn't Carlo put that up on Twitter and take a little vote there? And we'll see who's winning 70% of the votes. <laughs> well, then By the way, hey, Al, hey Al, here's a piece game. of advice. If you're going to start talking trash, make sure it's your pick. <laughs> yeah, it just, I don't know. So here, can I tell you a little secret about me? Yeah. I deeply loathe umpires. I hate them. Okay. Right? They're, just, they're, they're just by definition, I don't, I don't like them. Mm-hmm. And here's why. I know the rules better than they do. Mm-hmm. And it really bothers me when they blow something when because they don't know the rules. And I'll say to them, look, I get it. You're the umpire. You get to make the decisions. But you can't not know the rules, right? You need to understand. And that's the that's that's where you found yourself. You didn't understand the rules of the game. And you tried Appreciate to jump the, the line. Thanks, and Emily. Was, Thanks, Fonch. Hey, Al, you know, whisper in my ear. Al, Al, he's still got another pick after this. <laughs> Change the oh, you're not Carmelo Anthony. What about Larry Bird? What about David Robinson? What about... Oh. Well, here's a good thing. You already took your center, so I didn't have to worry about You about didn't have David to worry Robinson. about it. I got, well, I got Shaq. I got the one that I wanted. I feel, I feel pretty good about Shaq. I don't think too many guys are pushing him around. All right. The Dump, coming up next. It is Travis Ansley, 710 ESPN. All right, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Not just $100, Al. $700 on average. I read this four different times to make sure that I had this right because this just doesn't sound like it was ever a real possibility. But this is true. According okay. to um, some guys on a podcast, Steve Sharippa and and the guy who played Chris Moltisanti, uh, Michael Imperioli, they were talking about how when Steve Carell left the office, mm-hmm. okay, when he decided he was going to go, they were still going to continue the show, that James Gandolfini was offered a $4 million deal to come in and be the replacement for Michael Scott, to be the mm-hmm. new regional manager of Dunder Mifflin, mm-hmm. and that HBO paid him $3 million not to do it. 
How good is that? How valuable are you if somebody's paying you something, paying you $3 million not to do something? And so, how different would the office have been with James Gandolfini in the, in the role? So initially, I'm like, come on, that makes no sense. Why would they do that? And the more I think about it, how great would it be is if he still played kind of that Tony <laughs> Soprano character? Oh, he'd have to, right? Right. He'd have he to walks be that guy. in. Everything, you know, he's he's with Jim. He's with like he's with all the just the regular staff, but he's the mafia guy from the Sopranos, and is still kind of that same personality. That'd have been fantastic. Been I, 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 I like how he would recruit the other characters, like you, you know, Paulie from the Sopranos, the guy with the wings yeah. in his hair, the yeah. guy just a psychopath, you know, uber violent. He wanted to kill everybody all the time. That. <laughs> We, the, Polly's in one of the cubicles. <laughs> no, no, no. What happens is, is that the, the regional manager, <laughs> regional manager Tony Soprano, recruits Creed to be the new Polly and starts having him rub out the rest of the guy. That where Dwight go? Where Jim go? I don't know. Stanley hasn't been here in months, and you just have Creed back there just cracking his knuckles, getting ready to do work on the rest of the office. A paper company really good. seems like a cover for a mafia, anyway. Like, how much <laughs> yeah, money do they really right. make? Can't you see him in the conference room saying, we're going to hit these freaking numbers whether you like it or you don't? Oh, that would have been fantastic. <laughs> it would have been – look, the, the best part and worst part about being as good as he was in the role yeah. of Tony Soprano is that you're mm-hmm. Tony Soprano forever. Sure. Every time you'd see him in a movie prior to that, you're like, oh, that's right. Tony Soprano was in this. You don't even well, think of him as uh, – perfect example. Movie. HBO is going to pay him $3 million to keep him away. You don't need to be – anybody else after that all right we will see everybody that we're going to see at lafc tomorrow night and everybody else we will see you right here at 8 55 on monday morning the new edition of travis and slee we'll have the dodgers to break down we might have an nba finals winner we got all of it coming up we'll see you monday